Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everybody. This is a spoiler warning for The Take. And I'm going off script here. This is a real spoiler warning. I and Mish encourage you to watch this film before you listen to the podcast. Go get it on YouTube. This is a real spoiler warning. We give away the take and we want you to watch it before we give it away. But seriously, come back and listen to the podcast after Do that. Even just play the podcast yeah. on a, at a low volume. Very low volume. Through your headphones, but you put your headphones out of your ears. Play through the podcast mm. so we get the ad money. Just the first 20 <laughs> minutes is all we need. Yeah. Then... Watch the movie, then come back. Or, or don't. You don't have to. We're just saying we encourage you to watch this one because we, we, you know, we want you to have watched it while we talk about it. Is that too much of a big spoiler warning? That's a good one. That's a good one? Hey, enjoy the podcast. Peace. I hate the word. I got, I got the one leg and a fucking ticket. Play a little Hello and welcome to Mission Zax Oleguizamarama, the craziest, funniest and wackiest podcast about two friends who are sitting through all of John Leguizamo's au revoir. Of all of the podcasts to that effect, it's the wackiest. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Zach? I fucking agree. (laughs) All the other ones are very serious. They I talk reckon about you might be acting. right. <laughs> they kind of stick to the topic and they talk about his movies a lot more than we do. Um, I am your co-host, your um, uh, your guide through the 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 swampy. Or your co-guide through the through the swamp land that is. Um, the most underrated actor in the world. My name is Zachary Ruane. You might know me from um, the gala. Yeah. Not the real gala, the superstars gala, the other gala, the superstars all-star gala. The iView gala. (laughs) The iView gala that I did um, with my best friends. I wasn't there. Auntie Donna. You were invited. We we you we, didn't we, we made a part for yeah. you. I know I couldn't come. I have to. I have a job. And I'm joined. It was in the night. And I'm joined as always. <laughs> I couldn't do rehearsal. No, we haven't actually discussed that yet. I couldn't go to the rehearsal. I'm sure. I, I understand. We're joined uh, by the one and only Mish Witchrup, who you might know from. Who you might know from realizing recently that I think it is very, very, very possible that we will not be able to watch every single thing John Leguizamo has ever done. And let me tell you why. Why? Some of the things are just impossible to find. He did a lot of short films in the late 80s and early 90s that, I mean, I don't know how the fuck we're going to obtain them. I could talk to my, uh, I know a guy who knows John Leguizamo. 
You do, but like, what's he going to do? Go and then contact John and say, hey, do you have access to that short film you yes. made in 1989? Yes. He doesn't know John we'll, that d- we'll get to that in a year and a half. Yeah, well, but then we're going to have this period of time in a year and a half where we do some really weird, obscure shit for a while. Yeah, but, you know, but it's directly from John. We'll go, John, do you have this short film? If he says no, mm. we go, yeah, look, I I don't feel the need to stress about those ones just yet. Maybe we transition into like a, this is what we know about it. This is the research we've done on it. Um, oh, yeah, we could, but I don't think that that's as satisfying. Ending. Yeah. Mm, true. You know what I mean? True dat. Someone did send me a, uh, send us a DM. I shouldn't say me specifically. Well, you're the only, only one, one reading reads them. them. <laughs> um, Mish uh, tends to uh, run the Mission Zach account. I, I, ga- I gave her the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, I look after the Instagram and I've been really busy the last fortnight, which is why you haven't been getting a hell of a lot of good content and I'm really sorry about that. And But the week before that... Yeah. I did some content for and it. And it was really good. And the week before that was Mish was busy. So hey, are you kidding? I'm being really mean. I'm so sorry. I'm being a cheeky boy. Mish has done some great content. You do you do the colour scheme. You came up with the colour scheme. Well, that was actually Read Down who came up with the yeah, colour scheme. Yeah, but you came up with the idea of um, that I need to have apps if I want to post anything on that Instagram. You're the one that was like, hey, let's make it difficult. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> that was me. And I've been like. Well, look, we can change it up if you want. I'm a bit sick of the 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 look of our Oh, Instagram. yeah. Oh, man, I've been wanting to bring that up in like a meeting outside well, of the podcast. Well, we'll talk about it right now. Right? Just, do you want to just drop it? It's going to be easier because then you can just like post the picture of John or like post. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Drop it. Do we want to drop it? Yeah, I'm happy to drop it. Let us know in the DMs. Mish will, hey, maybe do a poll. All right, I can do a poll. I know how to do those. I can do a poll. What I was trying to say was that we got a DM and someone suggested, and I thought it was actually a very good suggestion based purely off the wordplay, mm-hmm. we should consider doing a Leguiza marathon where we release like, you know, an episode every day from Monday to Friday or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's great. And maybe we can do that when we watch ER. Oh, that's fun. Or even like um, just bash, smash out a bunch. Yeah. There's also been some requests to do some live podcasts, which I think would be very funny. Yes, yeah, live um, podcasts all for them. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, this is off topic, but it's not a Mission Zach. I mean, it's been a little too on topic in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be on topic is to be off topic, and now I'm getting onto the topic yeah. of off topic. Which is, um, I've I've been pushing really hard to do two little special uh, recaps with Mission Zacks, mm. um, and I don't know if I've, I think I have. I really want to do World Idol, just a two-parter You've told World me that. Idol. Yeah, that's very good. I think we should like bank a couple of these, then find a couple of weeks and just do a two-parter of World Idol and talk about Kelly Clarkson. Guy Sebastian well, representing us. I had a very obscure idea. Yeah. So you know how there's a new season of MasterChef coming out? Yeah. We could recap the first episode of the new season as if it was 2009. And we're just and we're completely... Just, yeah, we're just watching this new show that's come out in 2009, but it's actually the first episode of the new season Do you want to hear my idea that I had in the moment between you saying you had a weird idea and pitching the new idea? Okay. Um, that we do it as though it's in 2021 but that we're recording it in 2030. So the joke... 
<laughs> so we're just like vaguely grabbing it. Like we're like, oh. No, that's, yeah. that's I was it. watching. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry I'm late. I was just busy watching Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> but being off. So being like, sorry, I was late. I was just watching Avengers Endgame. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's too much. I think we should probably look at doing something for the new season. Even if we last. Last time they did a new season, we did a live tweeting. Mm. Yeah, I said, Miz, you should do live tweeting. And so I've like, never used my Twitter except then. You, and it was like, uh, and you got, this is the most Miz, I'm sorry, I'm going hard at you. Yeah, what the fuck? What <laughs> have sorry. I done wrong? No, because it's the most Miz thing I think I've ever encountered that you're like, no, I hate Twitter. I don't know how to tweet. I hate Twitter. I don't know how to do tweet. And I'm like, no, I think it's a really good platform for you. You want to be a writer. You're talented. You're sharp. I think it's a really good platform. Give it a go. And you're like, no, I hate it. I'm no good at it. You did it once and you got published. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so I was like, the best zingers about. And you're like, oh, fun. And then you've never done it again. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the next morning. Like, what was I published on? Like, Mamma like Mia. Punky, like your punky, junkie, your like funky. And it was like the top 10 tweets from the, you know, first so episode funny. of the new season. So and then I, never, I have not used it since. That's, you should tweet. I should tweet. You I will. Tweet. I'll make it. I'll, mark my words. May 2021. Yeah. You will see a return of Mish on, on Twit. Twit. Mish should tweet. Um, how are you, by the way? Good. I haven't spoken to you all week. No, no. We've been busy bees. Um, yeah, I've been good. I've been good. I've just been... Uh, not seeing anything at the Melbourne Comedy Festival because I'm a shit cunt. Mm. Um, but you've still got a couple of weeks and you will. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was just, I was very stressed about the the show that we did that was just on the ABC. Um, so I was prepping for that because that was the first time I performed live in a very long, 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 long time. Mm. Um, and now I'm just sort of just chilling, um, just busy, just trying to put some stuff together with... AD, which is my sketch group. That's what I call my sketch group. <laughs> but I've been very busy and we, we like locked in an evening pod, uh, you and I, last week and then we locked in a movie yesterday. Yeah. Um, and, but we haven't really talked. We haven't talked about the movie. I finished the movie m- moments before Maybe we started. Maybe 10 minutes ago. Yeah, like literally the podcast has been going for 10 minutes, eight minutes. I finished it 10 minutes ago. Mm. I, I, um, we locked in a movie yesterday or the day before? The day before. And then uh, I was watching the TV. I was tweeting, live tweeting the gala. Oh, the, were you? Yeah, yeah. From, so, from Donna account or Zach account? Uh, from Donna account. I, I didn't do much. I, I did like two tweets. I'm not good at Twitter. You want to say not good at Twitter? I'm not good at Twitter. I'm actually quite good. I've been published, so yeah. I can help you out if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then I was too tired, and then I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be a real trashy thriller. I, I was not uh, uh, anticipating the type of film it was. So I was like, oh, I'll just watch it in bits and pieces through the day. And then I started watching it on the train ride to work, and I was like, oh, this is a very different film to what I was expecting. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, I kind of want to watch this in more solid chunks. So I watched half at lunch and then half between um, 
like I had an hour before Mish got here. But then Mish was like, hey, I'm going to be super early. We can like get into it. And I'm like, oh, no. So then uh, I had to watch, I watched the last half hour of the movie while Mish was sitting across and I felt very rude because you were like, hello. And I was like, hi. I'm... No, no, I was early. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I just watched the movie. So I'm still processing it. This yeah, is this like. Is full on. And it's, a, and it's a big movie to be processing. So while you're processing, there's something I want to talk about. Oh, okay. And this is old news. <laughs> this is very Mission Zach is, you know. While you're processing, I'm going to talk. Yeah. And that's that's not a read at you. That's like either way. It's like while you're dealing with your stuff, I'm going to talk and then and then you can start talking about your stuff while I internalise my stuff. Yeah. Not a, not a lot of listening in our friendship. No, a lot of just waiting to talk. A lot of and wait. Waiting to talk and allowing to talk. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go inside. I'm going to go inside for a few moments. You talk while I do that and then we will reverse. Anyway, go on. It's amazing really that our friends, our mutual friends, have room in their life enough for two of us. They don't. <laughs> so do you reckon they've all picked one in their head? Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Yeah, and, I, you know, I'm, I've come to peace with that. I've got a dog now. I'm good. But so you think that half of our, well, you know, depends on what you think of me, but half of our mutual friends have picked me. I think most of, of them have picked you. I don't think that's true. Oh, all. really? No. Uh, but this, this is going to become the saddest pity party ever. I, I have no interest in it. What were you going to say? Oh, I- <laughs> I've no interest in this. No, they hate me more. No, but Zach, I swear they hate me more. All I do is talk about my puppy. Oh no, Mish, I just I get I get fixated on movies and topics they don't care about. Anyway, go on. Um, so this is old news, but I fell into another hole of it, and I'm fuck. It's so good. On my way here, I was listening to the radio mm, um, yes, because I've yes. lost the cord to connect my phone to my car, so I can listen to my music. So I was listening to the radio. The radio. That's like podcasts. Yes, but with ads. And live. More ads. Think live podcasts, and and they just repeat. They can't build. Mm. It's like a live podcast without um without running jokes. Yeah, and they were talking about Alec Baldwin who I now completely associate with his not-Spanish wife. Yes. And I am obsessed with the... So you were think, you're thinking, is this what you're talking about? Yeah. The, the not-Spanish wife? Yeah. It's very interesting though, isn't it? Mm. Like has nothing to do with the film. Um, this is basically just like a bit of homework for our listeners. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Alec Baldwin and his not-Spanish wife and enjoy the whole. Enjoy it. The amount of interviews... And like articles and stuff with Alec and his not Spanish wife, Ilaria or Hillary, which is her name. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Why is she pretending um, not to How he would her? just be like, my wife is from Spain and he would like uh, impersonate his wife with a very thick Spanish accent. She's from Boston. Is she an actress? Model actress. It's an odd thing to do. I would understand a comedian doing something like that. I would understand, like, if Ali G, you know, if, if Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to convince you that his character was him. You know what I mean? Like, but she doesn't really have, a, like, a reason to be doing this, does she? No, not really. Except that, like, I mean, for him, Clementine Ford did a very, very interesting kind of series yeah, she always of Insta does stories about Insta it. Insta stories. Loves an Insta story, Clementine. She does. I prefer she? her articles to her Insta stories, but I think she prefers her Insta stories to her well, articles. Well, she only really started through the Instagram thing 
uh, with the Insta stories from lockdown. Oh, okay. Um, and now she's currently covering a lot of maths. And I don't watch maths because that show is a fucking dumpster fire. Mm. Um, but every once in a while I watch a Clementine Ford story. It's a bit of cognitive dissonance yeah. there with the maths content. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and she was saying how, like, for Alec it's this, like, image of having a Spanish wife. Mm. And it's like, it's perfectly okay to have a very hot Boston wife. <laughs> Like, yeah. It's that's fine. Everyone still thinks you're the fucking man, Alec. Like you don't need a Spanish anyway, wife. Whatever. Very interesting. Very, Very interesting. interesting I, stuff. That, basically all I'm saying is and I'm also just speaking to you directly. I'm assuming you knew all about the Ilaria mm. Bowen thing. Uh, not a lot, up. like not a huge amount. Like I just heard that it emerged that his wife was pretending to be from Spain. Yeah. 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 Odd. Very odd. Um should we talk about this film? I'm really keen. I'm really keen to hear oh, your thoughts yes. because you sent me a message, like you tried to bait me. I did. I Okay, so anyone who's been listening to our podcast for quite some time mm-hmm. will know that. Which is four of you. Which is four of you. Hi, guys. Hi. One, one of them How is Tom Armstrong who is editing this. <laughs> Tom, if you get to this point, feel free to put in like a funny little sound effect yeah. right now. Hi, Tom. Great sound effect. That Tom. was really good. And if it wasn't there. It's because we forgot to tell, tell you to, to do, do this. that. Yeah. Um, so, what was I saying? I oh yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Despite the fact that we are making it currently a very small amount of money for this, doing this podcast, it's still too much <laughs> for where we're at in our ability. <laughs> anyway. Who was I saying? I was uh, talking to Auntie Donna member Mark Bonanno, Auntie Donna's my, little, my sketch group, and <laughs> I I said I'm watching this movie in my lunch break. I was like, sorry, I got to slip out watch a watch a movie in the podcast studio, and um, he was like, he he was like, why are you always watching John Leguizamo movies as a bit of a joke. And then I was like, it's so I don't, or it's like, basically I started yelling at him and I was, as a joke, I was like, it's so I don't always bring my desire to alienate audiences into this project. (laughs) I was like, it's because I have a deep seated and, and very strange desire to alienate audiences and it's so I don't bring it into my cash cow. And then I thought, how cruel. And this is, how, this is, the, nice, try, try this is the nice balance between you and me because you want to alienate your audience and I'm trying to fucking build one. So we're fucked. Anyway. <laughs> Go on. No, it's just you need a different vehicle. Yeah. I picked the wrong mode of transport. <laughs> Anyway, this needs to be about number two or three for both of us for our mental health. (laughs) Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Anyway. Anyway. Um, a, a, Zach has been saying to me from the start of this entire podcast project, what was I going to say? Uh, that you, that you, because you baited me. You baited me to oh, talk yeah. about that this That I would message him. Because I, okay, so 99% of the time I watch the film before Zach does. Yes. Um, I usually, it's like a night for me. Like I sit down with a big bowl of pasta. Yes. You know, my partner's there. We sit through something that John Leguizamo has been in. Zach tends to bash it out about two hours before we record. Yes. That's fair. So uh, I used, I had this really annoying before. habit where I would message Zach after I'd seen it saying, have you seen it yet? Yeah. Or, oh my God, I really liked this one. Or, oh my God, this one was a piece of shit. That kind of thing. So I'm trying to stop doing that. I, but I, don't, I, mind, such... I don't mind to watch the movie. I don't mind like a, just checking in. Because mm. sometimes you send like a, Oh, I can't wait to watch the movie, which is very clearly just making sure you remember you to watch the movie. But then other times you're like, that was shit. <laughs> that was shit ass. Which I didn't do for this film, but I'm so keen to talk about this film. So you messaged me. You said, I'm 15 minutes in and I ignored it. I didn't even go, don't say it. I just ignored that message. Um, but I'm keen to hear what you think as well, because 15 minutes in is interesting. It's, it's ominous. Would you like to do your introduction, then we'll talk about this film? Okay, I'll do the blurb. Great. So, The Take is a drama thriller from 2007, not to be confused with the TV series The Take from 2009 about a criminal sociopath played by Tom Hardy. It looks pretty good, but John Leguizamo is not in it. (laughs) The Take, starring John Leguizamo, is set in working-class Los Angeles, East Los Angeles, to be exact. Felix de la Pena is a family man that drives an armoured vehicle for a living. One shift, late at night, his truck is hijacked by a very angry man and his very angry friends. Felix is shot in the head, but he survives, much like Harrison Ford in Regarding Henry, when he is shot in the head and also survives, but John does it better in this movie. Oh, my God! (laughs) I didn't even make that connection! Yeah, no! Oh, my God! Felix's wife, Rosie Perez... Gibson Liquazamo'd him! Yeah, I know! <laughs> anyway. He got regarding Henry. <laughs> Felix's wife, Rosie Perez, endeavours to nurse her husband back to health as he attempts to recover from his intense pain and emotional damage. When Felix discovers that he is a suspect in the crime, he decides to find the real culprit himself, despite his full-on mood swings, inability to keep his penis hard, and his little to no recollection of the event. John plays Felix, the lead role. Fuck Yes. Can I can I say is that everything? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say uh, I thought of something as I was watching it. One word came to my head, and that word was lead Guizamo. Oh, very good. I thought, what a thrill! Do you know what's amazing is we have talked about um, the Lincoln Lawyer ever yes. since we watched the Lincoln Lawyer very early on in this. I call it a project. It makes it sound classy. Early on in this project. <laughs> Um, We watched The Lincoln Lawyer and I've been saying John needs his Lincoln Lawyer moment. Mm -hmm. This film was directed by the The same same guy guy. as The Lincoln Lawyer. And we haven't done The Infiltrator yet, but he's also in The Infiltrator. But I would put money on that film being a... He's in it he's in the first well, act. Well, Brian he pops Cranston up. is the the poster. I'm I'm going to put money on. He's in it in the first act. He pops up in the, the towards the beginning of the third act. Mm. That's that's the John Leguizamo pattern. 
But I, I or, and he dies. Like there's a good chance he's going to die. Yes. Mm. I, if he's lucky, yeah. he gets a good death scene. It. This movie, arguably of all the movies we've seen so far, has the most John. He's in it so much. I'm curious to hear what you thought. Oh, my God. So firstly, do you think when John got this script that when he was reading it, he thought to himself, huh, regarding Henry? <laughs> so is this why you messaged me? When no. you were like, I'm 15 minutes in? Because I did not make the regarding Henry connection. Mm. It is the same plot. Um, you wouldn't know this if you listen to our Regarding Henry podcast because I spent the entire time <laughs> talking about the layout of uh, the cinema I used to work at. But it is exactly the same plot and I can't believe I didn't think of that. It is the exact same plot but directed – it could essentially have been the same script but directed by two very different people at a very different time for a very different audience. But both films – I would put in cinemas one, two, or three in the Jam Factory. Oh, really? It's ve- this is very much a cinema two. Okay, cool. This is very. I much have a feeling we're going to disagree on some stuff. But this this, this is I'm where ready. this movie goes. You know, this movie spends a week in cinema one, and then it goes to four, and then it's gone. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but it's the same sort of uh, position mm. in terms of where it lies in the market. I just want to know whether John picked up the script, read it, and went. Well, no one really saw regarding Henry, so I have to worry about that. But this is the exact same. Like, this is my time. Yeah. I reckon when he was doing regarding Henry, he went to the premiere and he thought, weird choice, weird choice, weird choice. This is how I would have done it. This mm. is how I would have done but it. But also probably going like, I can't believe I was in a fucking movie with Harrison Ford. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I I, I think at the core, right, the, I, don't, I decided I didn't want to be – this is – I'll come back around – when I decided I didn't really want to be an actor mm. in Talking Marks because I do a lot of acting, but I decided I didn't want to be an actor. Like a, I do auditions and I do drama and like that was my only driving thing. I decided I didn't want to be that when, uh, when I would go and see shows and plays and I would talk to other actors or, or films and I would talk to other actors, I'd realise that they would spend the entire time wanting to be on that stage and they would spend the entire time going, if I was playing that part, I'd do it differently or I'd do this or I'd do that. Mm. They would look, at, And I realised that I didn't want to be an actor because whenever I went and saw shows, I was always like, this is what I would do the whole thing. This is what, like how I would change yeah, the script. This is how I would block it. Like I would be looking at the whole and not really, I'd maybe be recasting, but I wouldn't be putting myself onto that stage. Yep, I hear what you're saying. Um, whereas actors very much what, and I reckon Johnny Legs went to the premiere of Regarding Henry and was like, I would have done this, I would have done that if I was, and he was young, he was arrogant, he didn't know where he he was on the pecking order yet and he was like, if I had been in Harrison Ford's part, I would have played Would have done this, that and the other. And then he thought, well, that's never going to happen. And fucking flash forward. What landed on his... Lap, but uh, essentially a remake of Regarding Henry, but with a thriller. The take two of Regarding Henry is the full title. Yeah, take two. (laughs) Regarding Henry. Um, Because, but the one, here's the big difference. Regarding Henry, they say, did they ever catch the guy that did it? And then they say something like, yeah, or, yeah, I think they say, yeah, he's in jail. Yeah. And that's it. In the take, they go, did they ever catch the guy that did this? They're like, nah. And then he goes, well, I'm going to take Fuck this into it. my own hands. Yeah. 
because I'm in LA. I got the director of um, uh, Lincoln Lawyer, mm. which doesn't exist yet, but he's following me around and I'm going to do this. Yeah. It was very. Um, I'm going to launch. Yeah, go launch. I'm going to launch straight into it. I'd never heard of this film. Me neither. Never heard of it. I don't know why. Because I think it's fucking sick. You liked it? I fucking loved it. Oh, oh. damn. Okay. <laughs> I, I, but you really did like yeah, it. Yeah, I thought you didn't no, like it. No, I thought it. you didn't like oh, it. Oh, okay. what a thrill. No, this might be one of my favourite movies that we've watched so Do far. Do you know, I was saying, I was halfway through it and I was saying to Tom, who mm. does our audio, um, I was saying... This one's a really good one this yep. week. And he was like, yeah, I thought so too. I loved your riff about where you were pretending to be theatre directors. And I was like, oh, no, no. That you're, was, you're thinking you're of thinking my of name is Earl. You're thinking of the episode that you just yeah. listened to. I'm talking about the movie because I don't think so much about the final product anymore as I do the two hours of movie watching I have to do yeah. each week. And I said, I, and I was like, this is really good. And I was like, this is why really mm. I'm doing this. Well, yeah, I had that moment. So... Um, basically the way, like I, I generally speaking, um, choose the movies that we watch because yes. like just to kind of get a bit of variety, Zach's a busy boy. So it's, it's easy for me to do it. And every time um, I've offered, it's always been like, are you fucking serious? There was one time you, you suggested Titan AE and I put it off by a week cause I just couldn't. Like, we just, no, but it's always, no, no, this wasn't a read on you. This is like, I'm always like, oh, what if we watch Ice Age 2 and you're like, we watched Ice Age 1. Last week. It's always my recommendations. They're always a bit like, um, Mish is very good at, at uh, keeping it evenly distributed. Doing my very best. But and I always say, can we do a 30-second ad? And you're like, that we're done. We're so out of them. this week we were going to do a filler. So it's essentially like a filler movie, like one that's not really well known, probably isn't that enjoyable, can be done, can, can be watched while you cook your dinner, mm. right? Uh, a filler thriller. A filler thriller. <laughs> oh, Zach. <laughs> And that, that, just that, that, that right little si- soundbite is why you are far more successful than me. I could never have done such a thing. Fuck yeah, Zach. Fuck yeah. Yeah, boy. Anyway. What a good vibe. I thought we were going to have to fight. And we, I we both did. We were both getting it. in ready to fight. And I'm like, waiting for it. So far, yeah. the only fight we've had is when you gave Arabian Nights four and a half Leguistamos. Yeah, and I stand by that. That's bullshit. Because I'm... I've got an ego on me. That's true. Um, so, yeah, this was meant to be a filler thriller. Filler thriller. And I tell you what, I put it on mm-hmm. and I opened my laptop at the same time that I put the movie on because I had to pay a couple of bills. Mm-hmm. And those bills did not get paid for a full hour and 40 minutes, which yep. is the length of the film, because it fucking had me and I was like, we've got a fucking good one. This movie... I found, and I was like, why have I not heard of it? Yeah. Why is it that the director of The Lincoln Lawyer, which is a huge film, a Hollywood blockbuster, nominated for awards, I don't think, did it win anything? Nah, it was probably on it the same year as some other big fucking film. How is it that we all know about The Lincoln Lawyer and Matthew McConaughey is on the fucking front cover of Who magazine and 50 Hottest when this movie was only made a mere three or four years earlier and it is just as good, in my opinion. Yeah. That John is just as hot. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, this is... my God. I think uh, potentially this is the bridge between yeah. Holly uh, Leguizollywood and Dad Guizamo. 
Yeah. Like that little bridge because he's fucking hot, but, man, he's, he, he's dad. He's daddy. This he's is daddy. daddy's this one. is daddy. Daddy's one. <laughs> daddy, daddy's armo. Daddy's daddy's armo. Daddy's armo. Daddy's armo. Yeah. It's not dad good's armo. No, this is like a whole... Daddy's armo. Daddy's armo. Dad leg... Daddy's armo. Daddy's armo. It's easy. Daddy's, daddy's armo. armo. Daddy's armo. Which is very similar to dad good's armo. But not quite because no, he's he, a dad. This is very daddy's armo. I love that it's what getting a, complicated a, and overlappy. The I, man has zero f- body fat. No, he doesn't. But he's also... Um, <laughs> He's also not too built either. No, he's like he's got a really great like what a bod. But yeah. Like, so yeah, not the point. Like he's hot, but he's just as good as Matthew mm-hmm. in Lincoln Lawyer. This movie is so entertaining. This is lead Guizamo. This is mm-hmm. uh, this is Johnny Legs getting to stretch those acting muscles and pulling it off. Not just him. Mm. What a cast. Oh, my God. Okay. So, firstly, I don't know how many movies he's done with Rosie Perez. I'm just going to ask him on Instagram. (laughs) He won't answer us. He did did, um, did, uh, uh, share our uh, image on his story today. Did he? Oh, great. The My Name is Earl one. It just said, yeah, it me. Yeah, it me. He's very dad Guizamo. Um, so Rosie Perez plays his wife. They've been in like 150 movies together or something. Yeah. She is phenomenal. I need to go down a Rosie Perez hole. Yeah. Oh, a Rosie Perezathon. Yeah, a Rosie Perezathon. Um, because she's so good in this film, and I've seen her in bits and pieces, and, and I'm just like, she is brutally underrated. Oh, brutally underrated. She's so good. And she's so good in this. And um, Bobby maybe Carnival. we could do Maybe Bob- we could do like a leg was a marathon, like as like a bonus few episodes for this podcast where we watch like three Rosie Perez films. Yeah, we got, I love Rosie Perez. She's we could put it so on much. our recaps channel. Yeah, there's so much good stuff with Rosie Perez. Mm. I love a Rosie Perez. Oh. We but love Rosie Perez. The right th- oh, so, and also so the guy who plays the head detective is also the guy from Shall We Dance, that Richard Gere. He's <laughs> Bobby Cannavale in that. Yeah, he plays the guy who's like, oh, no, I'm doing this for the chicks, but then he turns out to be a gay man. Can I ask you a question about <laughs> yes. Bobby Cannavale? Yes. You're a straight woman. I am. I feel like he is just like like pure sex appeal. Or am I off the money with that? Um, He... Mm, Keeping in mind, of course, what I find physically mm. attractive. Put is a not... beard on him. Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get me. <laughs> I watched. Put um... a beard on him and some chip nail polish, and I'm yeah, sure. He's just got. So... He's so confident as a performer. No, he's very. This confident. movie is just like underrated actor after underrated, underrated actor. actor. It's like everyone in this film should be more famous than they are. Oh, yeah, incredible. There's even this um, a, a scene with a sex worker who takes them to one of the bad guys' houses. Mm. And her performance is amazing. Mm. Like, And she's only in it for like 30 seconds. I'm like, who is she? Yeah. It's wonderful. Really was. great. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. What Was that the 15 minutes in to say, and I'm loving it? Yes. It was like, please, like, please watch this. Cause, well, no, the reason I messaged you was because I didn't want to be like, oh, my God, like, you have to watch this movie. It's so good. But I was hoping that you were watching it the night before so that you could be watching it with your partner because it deserved a couch. 
Well, it look, what that. I did, like I said, is I w- started watching it on my phone and I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this on my mm. phone. So I watched it on a proper screen in two parts, but I watched it more properly than I had been intending mm. to because I really did think the cover, you look at the DVD cover and it's like, it's, it's, um, and that's fine. I think it's a bit like a it magic It looks Mike. like a filler thriller. It's a bit like a magic mic situation sometimes where, where <clears throat> you've just got to market the film, mm. you know, like. I think sometimes people think you've got to market, but that, like, I think you've kind of got to, like, make it look like a filler thriller mm. so people pick it up at the video I mean, shop. that could very well have said body count. Yeah. You know what I like, mean? Like, that just looks like a thriller. But I think that's okay. Um, it's just a shame because, uh, it, I like, I love this movie. Yeah, I love this movie. And I'm, um, I'm, I'm genuinely disheartened that this film didn't do so well because... We've been talking now for fucking what feels like 72 years about how John Leguizamo should have had a legvolution and, mm. and what all he needed was his own Lincoln lawyer. And this is fucking it. This is his Lincoln And lawyer. I'm sure when this movie came out and it didn't get the fucking credit or the, the, um, the praise that Lincoln lawyer got. That John was probably like, "Are you joking? I'm great." I really thought this is because yeah. I think I think that it, it's it's very much a first film. Like uh, it, it, it's got, but it's it's so good. It's so the, like it's good. There's only one thing I'd change. Yeah, about this movie. Oh, yeah. there's a couple of things. There's a bit. No, this is the there's thing. A, this is the a, thing. <laughs> it's not. But it's it's not perfect in a way that it is like an unpolished gem. It's not like the movie Unpolished Gems. It's like an unpolished gem. It's a first feature. It's mm. got, and it's 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 you know it's funny. You asked me a few weeks ago what my least favorite genre is, and I said middling dramas, mm-hmm. like regarding Henry. Like regarding Henry. But I have a real soft spot, and I always I'm, I'm constantly reminded. For like just solid, like the like the the flip, but the sister the like flip of that, mm. which is like a a really solid drama that's that's not trying to win Oscars, yeah, that's not trying to change the world, mm-hmm. but is really really good. Okay, you, like and it's, I can't express it because I just ragged on like, like regarding a Henry. No, I think Notebook's probably more, not that I've seen it. You've never seen The Notebook? No. Okay. I'm not going to be mad about it because I've never seen The Godfather. You've never seen The Godfather? No, that's fine. You should watch The Godfather. I've never seen, hey, this is one that I, do you want to know my deepest, darkest secret? Yeah, I'll tell you a couple of mine. And I tell you only this because you're not going to judge me because of what you just told me. And also I'm not going to tell anybody. It's okay. just between you and me. But I've never seen The Godfather Part 2. The only judgment I have mm. is because of your reaction <laughs> to my not seeing the first one. But I was one. just joking. All right, then I figured That was you. just a bit. I've never seen a Star Wars film except for the one with the little boy. Um, oh, yeah. Um, well, that, that's why you don't get sci-fi. Yeah. I've also never seen Pocahontas. Um... The cartoon? Yeah. That's ne- fine. I've never seen Gladiator. That's worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched that again the other week. Have you seen Dirty Dancing? Yeah. Have you seen Grease? Yeah. I don't know why I've just started listing. 
<laughs> I haven't seen either of them in a very long time. Dirty, Dirty Dancing, Dancing is such a good movie. Dirty Dancing is the sort of movie that just, you, like, I, I, you'd be hard-pressed to make that now. Oh, yeah, they tried to remake it. Yeah. They wanted to remake it. The scene I could in see that, how you could do a remake of it now. The scene in that where Baby and Johnny fuck for the first time <laughs> and they, they do it to that, they, she's like, um, I'm scared of everything, but most of all I'm scared of living my whole life. Not with you or whatever it is. And then they have a moment where they have like deep eye contact and he's topless. And then she goes, dance with me. And they dance to cry to me. Mm. Is one of the sexiest scenes in movies. Patrick Swayze is very sexy it's in that movie. fucking sexy. Do you know she, she um, got a nose job? Jennifer Grey, yeah. And that's and when she stopped getting her work. Career, yeah. Fun, fun fact. Everyone mm. loves that. It's kind fact. of like Meg Ryan. Yeah. Meg Ryan. But Meg Ryan didn't have a distinct thing. Like to get oh, rid of your did, distinct. She, I think she, oh, well, yeah, no, I know. She didn't saying. have like, like, uh, like. Um, Barbara Streisand has a nose. Barbara Streisand has freely admitted mm. to getting plastic surgery, but has never gotten plastic surgery on her nose as a matter of principle. Because of, because of anti-Semitism. Have you ever seen of, Funny um, Girl? No. Oh my God. I watched it again. So, you know, I've told you I have this big thing for musicals. And yes. My mum, like, forced yeah, it down yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Funny Girl was one of my mum's favourite movies and probably still is. She ain't dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just because she hasn't seen the take. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and I rewatched Funny Girl and fuck it's good and fuck Barbara Streisand is good. And the last scene in that, I did a Q&A on my Instagram story the other day and I, I told people about it. You should mm-hmm. really, like, watch that. Um, the last scene in that is Barbara Streisand character Fanny Bryce singing to essentially a, a giant audience of people but about her ex-husband and it's called My Man and it is one of the most heartbreaking, oh, great. tear-jerking moments you have to. I, I'll watch that with you. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. Like, we'll I'm have a sleepover. <laughs> we'll have a sleepover. <laughs> we'll make vegan lasagna. Tacos. I really want to make tacos. All right, we'll make vegan taco tacos press. with your taco press and we'll watch Funny Girl and a Rosie Perez film. I'm going to – I was going to – do you know the film Take This Waltz? Sarah Polly directed it. I don't. I do know Shall We Dance. So I thought of Sarah Polly. The reason I thought of Sarah Polly is because she's in something. No, no, I have no reason why I thought of Sarah Polly. No reason at all. Well, I mentioned Shall We Dance before because the guy who plays the detective, sexy guy, he's in Shall We Dance. Um, but no, no, Take This Waltz was just a film I thought of. When you said The Notebook mm. and I said no, uh, Take This Waltz is a, a better example oh, of, okay. of, a, of a more recent film. It's a, That's a very underrated film. Mm. Um, uh, the dialogue was not... Like for me, but like the storytelling and the story that it tells is really just, just like, just this, like a really good drama with Mm. great actors being good at it. I think that the take might be one of the most underrated films I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, because it like, and it, because it's, I'd never heard of it. Never heard of it. But this is the thing. How many great movies are out there that just didn't have a, didn't have their moment or didn't have their marketing campaign? Do you know what I'd love is a list of filler thrillers that should have been feature thrillers. Yeah, filler thrillers that should have cut through more. God, that, and that's this is what I and we talk, but this is what I miss about video shops. Mm. Remember, you just you picking a movie, yeah. popping it on, and going, "What the fuck?" I had a and friend, when you couldn't look up the trailer, 
Like I have this really bad habit of like sprawling through Netflix in the thrillers section, mm. right? And I'll see a movie. I'm like, fuck, that looks good. And then I'll watch the trailer. And then be like. Mm. And then I'm like, no, I can't really be fucked. I'll like I love, I miss Blockbuster. Yeah. I miss Video Easy. I grew up with Blockbuster. My partner, I'm the worst at this. My partner will be like, do you want to watch this? Because the picture looks good. And I'll be like, well, I haven't heard of it. I haven't heard of the director. I've, I've, and it's like, and I won't watch it. Mm. And it's like. I, I have a friend, CK. Hi, CK. I know you're listening. Big love. Uh, <laughs> shout does. out to you, CK. Shout out to you, CK. Do you know what? And while we're at it, I'm going to do another shout out to our editor, Tom Armstrong. Shout out to Tom. Shout out, shout out to Tom. Insert sound effect here. Um, but CK watched... Um, Those are our two listeners. <laughs> <laughs> CK and Tom. Well, if I you, know. Hey, also, CK, Tom, if you want, when Zach and I watch Funny Girl at this sleepover with vegan tacos... Come along. You're both welcome. You're both welcome. You're both welcome. Everyone who listens to I this podcast. I think you would love Mish. I think Mish, I think you would love CK and Jacinta, even though you did take that swipe where you said it's as hard to have a dog as it is to have children. <laughs> uh, I think they're willing to forgive you. They sent me a message saying oh, it was thanks. a real thrill. Anyway, CK, the way he got into David Lynch was because he, exactly what we're describing, he saw a, DV, a video a VHS at the video shop of a of a thriller that looked interesting. It was Lost Highway. Oh, he yeah. popped that on and was like, what the fuck is this? Mm. I'm like, what a way to discover something. I just thought know? of one. Yeah. And I think it's on Netflix. It might be on Prime. And it stars Octavia Spencer and it's just called Ma. Oh, yes. So I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. And I wanted a trashy thriller, a yeah. trashy horror thriller, which is often my Friday night. Yeah. And I put it on. It was fucking great. She was insane. Octavia Spencer is good. She'd be yeah. a good one yeah, to do. she's great. Yeah, Octavia Spencer would be a good one to follow. Although right now I'm still riding the Kathy Bates or Catherine O'Hara. I'm also going through a real Viola Davis. Moment. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. So this movie was sick. I loved it. I just go watch it. One hundred percent. So go watch we, it. um, it's not currently on a streaming service because it hasn't gotten enough, like. Because it's know, fucking underrated. It's underrated. Um, so we had to rent it on YouTube, but it is genuinely worth the money. If you like John Leguizamo, Which and let's be honest, know. you do, you do, you do. Um, if if you like. Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez, which even if you can't think of who that is, if you can't put a face Believe to a name, me. you do. You do. And it's not your fault you can't put a face to a name. It's, it's, it's Hollywood's. If you want to have. Sex with Bobby Cannavale. Cannavale, which you do. Which you do. <laughs> which you do. Then you should watch this film. It's really good. It's a really great little character piece. Oh, so good. And, and, and just so lovely to see John getting a whole fucking movie to do his thing. Oh, it was just this moment of like, I understood why we did this podcast. Oh, my God. When he, there was, there's a scene in this movie... I don't want to give too much away because I really do want everyone to watch it, but we've already given it away. Go, but, yeah, go watch it. Do go watch, go it. watch it. And we'll, we'll put it in the spoiler warning as well. Oh, yeah, we've, yeah we will. Um, there's a bit where he wants to take more drugs and his, like, painkillers, and his wife is saying no. Like, no, you're not due for another couple of hours, no. And he gets really mad and he, oh. How good was that scene? And she was really good. It oh, was a really, she was so good. It was a really sensitive scene. It was a scene that could have been played so poorly mm. by everyone involved and it was handled so well. So, so well. Everyone was good. John Leguizamo is a really good dramatic actor. 
He's and we just haven't gotten to see that yeah. for so long because Hollywood doesn't give John Leguizamo Enough the opportunities he deserves. Stop putting John in one to two episodes of My Name is Earl. Stop putting John in the first act to tell fucking hero boy yeah. what they need to go and do. No. Stop putting John 1.5 metres behind the lead in any climactic scene. Sick of it. Sick of it. I want him in the forefront. We want more John. We want more John. We want more John. I love John. I thought he was great in this. Um, do you want to give it a rating? Yeah, I do. I give it five. I give it fucking five. That's a Leguizamarama. That's a Leguizamarama. That's a Leguizamarama. Leguizamarama. It's absolutely 100% worth the watch. Oh, um, isn't it great? It's oh, it's great. So, what a thrill. And while you're at it, what shall we dance? Um, and watch Take This You should watch Take This Waltz. Take This Waltz. <laughs> I think you'd love it. Have you it. ever seen Shall We Dance? Uh, no. So it's Richard Gere learns to tango. And um, Richard Gere also learned to play the trumpet for the Cotton Club. And he cool, also learned yeah. to tap dance for Chicago. He also shoves gerbils up his ass. Is this true? <laughs> oh, that's a rumour that got out about him. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> How annoying to be, like, incredibly successful. And while in the midst of your success... Some cunt puts out some article that you like to shove hamsters up your ass. Yeah. And obviously that's a lie. I mean, not obviously. Not obviously. But we're, I'm assuming it is. It's, it's, it's been said of so many people that oh, really? it's hard to believe. It's, it's one of those, like, rumours that are sprinkled through a lot of people. Hypothetical for you. Yeah. Oh, can I say one more kind of Arlo film? Yeah. Uh, Station Agent. I, I watched that, that the other day. It's the same director as... Um, Ah, uh, I'm I'm gonna fuck it up. Station agent, it's on Stan in Australia, and uh, it's a film I've been meaning to watch for many, many, many years because I'm a big fan of Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is oh, in I it. I love Peter Dinklage. It's Peter Dinklage, Patricia Clarkson, and Bobby Cannavale, and Michelle Williams is in it as well. Ah, and it's just a really um like lovely, lovely indie film, the sort they don't make anymore, and it's. Really, really beautiful and just really well realised. It was kind of Peter Dinklage's breakout moment mm. and um, it's a real treat. Great. Noted. Anyway, what were you going to say? Hypothetical. Mm-hmm. And quite, Bobby Cannavale's great. You're quite successful. Ah. You're in the public eye bit. Yes. Yeah. Let's, what would you do if tomorrow you woke up and mm. there was an article released that Zachary Thomas Ruane likes to shove guinea pigs in his rectum? What would be, would you be like, that's so funny? How's re- how reputable is the source? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, Daily Mail. <sighs> Carl Stefanovic says. <laughs> Carl um, Stefanovic reads the. Uh, can I ask in this hypothetical, am I shoving gerbils up my asshole? No. Well, I mean, unless you do. Whatever you're currently doing right now. Okay. Okay. Like in your life, in your yeah. private time, mm-hmm. I can I can confirm to our listeners that currently you do not have a guinea pig you can't up your ass. That. Okay. Well, we've been sitting in this room together now for about an hour. Mm-hmm. And I, so that that guinea pig's dead. Not necessarily. How would you keep that guinea pig alive? You put some food up there with for it. It can't breathe. There's no oxygen up there. You can breathe. Yeah, hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would I do uh, if it was like the Daily Mail? I think I would just. I would. I would honestly. Honestly, I would call um, like 
a publicist I've worked with in the past that's promoted a live show and I'd say, what should I do? Okay. I would ask them what I should do. Okay. And, and I would go, because I would go, I, like, I, it, I, I would go, this is ridiculous, but I can, you know, I could see how it could blow up mm. if I handled it wrong. Um, and then I would, I, I don't know, I'd probably ignore it. I'd probably just leave it. Uh, Fair enough. Or, but then, no, I think I would deny it. But then denying it usually draws attention to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I would ignore it and I would, I would uh, send a cease and desist. I would get a lawyer to send a cease yeah. and desist to the Daily Mail. Great. Because that's a weird thing to be accused of and it would be a burden and I, I'm hearing you. Yeah. It's a lot, and it's not right that Richard Gere has to put up. Yeah, with I that. feel sorry for Richard Gere, but also not really. He is a multimillionaire. He's very successful. I'm sure, he's very happy. Uh, you can't say that that he'd be happy. You can't know that. Well, that's true. That's I, true. Yeah. I don't know that. No, I think, but he's also in Blade Runner. He's not. No, wait. Yes, he is. That's no, Harrison Ford. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh fuck! I watched Blade Runner the other day. As What's well. Richard Gere in? Um, he's in Officer and a Gentleman. That's the right. That's it. He's in. He was in a lot of romance. Pretty comedies. Woman. Pretty Woman. Fuck, he's good looking. Fun fact about Pretty Woman, and then we will wrap this up. That was originally a spec script called Three Thousand because three thousand dollars was the amount of money he paid her, and it was a, originally a very hard hitting drama, a very like tough hard-hitting drama that Martin Scorsese was attached to about a sex worker in a really difficult world Mm. and this, like, man of wealth, like, pulling her out and it was about the world that she came from, it was about the inequality, it was about the power imbalance. It was a really tough, hard-hitting drama that had a lot of, like, themes of drug use in it and then it was through rewrites that it became Pretty Woman. That's very cool. I did know that. You did know that. <clears throat> but did thank know you that. for listening because no. some of our audience didn't. No, exactly. So that was it's a very really good. Story. Yeah. It's did no you know as well that? Nah, that's it. Hey, <laughs> what a thrill! This was a fun podcast. Uh, I'm so glad we both enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I haven't had this good of a time since Land of the Dead five or six weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Land of the Dead. I love this very different film. I just love John. Mish, thank you for having us. Um, <laughs> There's one review here on the Apple, five stars, Zach and Mish is sick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. You too. You too. (laughs) All right, bye, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.